It's the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann. It is the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann today. And the last few days have seen some impressive and often scary waves along the East Coast breaking well onto shore, spectacularly over the harbour breakwater and over the esplanade and often leaving rocks and debris deposited in its wake. We're catching up with Daily Dispatch columnist, wave warrior, South African national surfer in his time, Nick Pike. Nick, morning, a rather impressive video you shared of the size of the waves caused by a sea surge during the course of the last few days. The effects were felt all along the coast, but you were at Kanubi. Can you describe the scene for us? Well, good morning, Darren. Yeah, I go down to the sea every morning. I do a uh, radio surf report for Link FM in East London and a little video log surf report and then uh, in touch with Daily Dispatch and writing for them. So I'm at the sea every morning, Monday to Friday. Saturday, Sunday, I'm off, but probably at the sea anyway. But uh, yeah, a massive storm came up and I um, spotted that earlier in the week looking at this huge cold front leaning over backwards, but it was stretching from Antarctica to almost South America. And uh, I was looking at that cold front thinking, hmm, this one's going to mean business. And indeed it did. Um, I have a friend down uh, Cape St. Francis Way who watches the weather well as well. That is Eric Steadman. He's been contest director of the Billabong and the Corona a couple of times. And he is their sort of wave watch warrior. And uh, Eric and I compare notes from time to time and chat from time to time. And we both saw the weather coming up. And this big front was really a monster um, linking from Antarctica to, you know, it had lent over backwards. Um, and although the epicenter had moved fair a distance east, the tail end of the front was lying way distant in the west. And as this beam came up, it, it wound the surf up as the cold fronts do. Your local surfers in PE will tell you when they can see snow on the mountains in Jeffreys Bay, you know, from the back of Jeffreys Bay, looking inland, uh, is that towards Koha direction and uh, that sort of inland route. When you see a bit of snow cap on the mountain and the weather's freezing, the surf in Jay Bay is usually cooking. And then you're going to notice when the surf starts to come into the bay in PE, that's going to come in through Rincon, through Pipe, through Clubhouse, through Avalanche, through Millers, and uh, that's a west swell. And that's going to come into PE and the surfers will be thrilled. You don't often get a big wave <laughs> in PE, but those times, those days you do. So anyway, big faint front came crashing up the coast. And uh, it was yesterday. Wednesday morning, when I got to Ganubi Car Park on the point um, in the vicinity of uh, local surfers known as Fred Birchall's house on the point, right. the water had come into the car park. It had come over the grass, thrown rocks into the car park, pushed debris into the car park. That happens once every man, five, seven plus years. So it's a rare thing when it comes into the point car park. Um, around the back of Ganubi Point, the road is being sort of repaired with um, geotextile sandbags and that sort of thing. And the geotextile sandbags held well done to the engineers that designed that. So there wasn't much water coming up behind the back of the point, but certainly in the car park, massive swell. Um, and, you know, I just hate to use the term ship sinking swell. But uh, in May 1985, when we had Cyclone Demona, Des Moines was when I surfed Bruce's beauties 
with the Eastern Province surfing team. That was very exciting. So the big swells are noted. They go down in history. When the Oceanus sank, oh, by the way, I only get to surf these big waves on a weekend. Otherwise, it's Monday <laughs> to Friday, five days a week uh, at the grind at work in construction chemicals. But when the Oceanus went down, it was a weekend. And I said to the guys, guys, that ship is in big trouble because Bruce's beauties at Cape St. Francis was cooking. We had a fantastic surf session there. And uh, then there was this, the big storm that came through and stripped the sand off Ganubi Beach, just ripped all the sand off and water came into Eastwood Ho. And then there was the Indo-Bali tsunami on Boxing Day. So, you know, when the sea gets big, it's kind of mentally noted, not that I quantify and qualify all of these things, but the big ones are noted. And yesterday was true blue a big one. And the Wild Coast is not called the Wild Coast for nothing. I do hope our shipping industry has been okay and no one has come to grief. That's why I haven't had any news reports in that direction. Any damage that you noticed? Uh, cursory glances around? What were the effects? Well, there was the big swell that came through Eastern Beach and damaged from the erstwhile O'Hagan's restaurant down towards Sugar Shack. But then I think it was Robertson Pumalanga Construction that built a seawall and lined everything up there. And I don't see any damage going on there now. But there is quite a large project on Eastern Beach, East London, where we have a beautification project of our beachfront. And you'd have to work through, walk through that, work through that to get um, towards the sea. I can tell you that the old little sort of concrete deck at Sugar Shack on Eastern Beach has been getting eroded for quite some time now. And yesterday's big swell will have got in there. What we had alongside, along with that big swell, was um, we've just tapered off of a spring tide, quite a good one. So the tide is topping out at about 1.86 meters yesterday morning at quarter to six. And the big swell coincided with a high tide. So there will be a bit of damage there, and a thing called Vartalofel might need it, be needed for some repairs to Eastern Beach area. I haven't had a look closely at Eastern Beach yet. I suspect a lot of sand must have moved. I was hoping for an estimate on the size of the waves. You reckon 1.86, maybe 1.9 metres? Surfers don't work in metric. Surfers so, don't um, work, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I promise they do. In fact, uh, even my pastor, who is a surfer, hello, Mark Morell, how are you? Even my pastor is a surfer, says, life would be great if we didn't have to work. Work gets in the way of a lot of fun. So, yeah, that work but, uh, prevails. But um, 1.8 metres, no. Um, actually, now I'm going back to metric because I read um, – Information off the Harbour Wave Boy, CSR Wave Boy. That peaked out yesterday at six and a half to nine metres. You're joking. Um, at 18 seconds period. Now, the period is an important thing. That is the uh, time elapse between swells passing a point. And our average period around here is probably about a 10-second period, which is kind of nice. And it, the period also depends on whether you've had an eastwind storm or a westwind storm. And your eastwind storm and your westwind storm will depend on high pressure or low pressure, cold front or high pressure. Summertime, lots of high pressure, uh, anti-clockwise rotation of the wind, east wind, onshore, Yahoo for Bruce's beauty, it likes an east swell. That's a swell that's coming from Durban, coming down the coast. And Cyclone Des Moines and Oceanus were east swells. 
the wrecking of the SAS Gullis on the Long Harbour Wall off East London Harbour was an east swell. And if you go back in history, you'll see a lot of our tall ships were wrecked on east swells in Algoa Bay and uh, on Eastern Beach. So, and then you get a west swell, and that is a cold front coming up the coast, which is rotating in a clockwise direction. Chile sends a west swell, which is from Cape Town, coming up the coast towards East London. And your west swell out of a storm usually has a long period. Your east swell out of a storm has a short period. So the period becomes an important deal. And our swell yesterday was a west swell coming from Cape Town up the coast. Long period, 18 seconds. Rare. That's a big period. And when the swell has come from a long distance from Antarctica, uh, it has a lot of muscle, a lot of period, and it arrives with a resounding crash in Isikosa. The word for that resounding wave crash is Guma, which is an interesting story if you go and read The Sunburnt Queen about Uguma, the girl who came from the sea. Beautiful story. Anyway, Guma, the big sound, the big crash. 18 seconds, big crash. Lots of power. Uh, you don't really want to be in the way of that. And if you're going to surf those waves, you need to be younger and stronger than me on a bigger and better board with a greater sort of access to a bigger fitness. <laughs> I like the small stuff these days. Thank you very much. So let's look at the cause of this. Is it just the cold front? Um, we're on the 1st of September now. It's spring day. Spring tide effect. How long will conditions last? Give us an idea. It's already started to back off. I just had a swim spring day this morning at Nahoon Beach with a lot of uh, enthusiasts celebrating the orange flower coming out on the Mtinsi tree, as I talk with you, Bohemia in flower as well. So spring, yeah, upon us. And the surf backed off a lot this morning from where it was yesterday. It's already started to calm down. But um, these storms, climate change, I think so. If you talk to your friends in uh, the harbours who measure sea levels, they'll be able to tell you that over the last 50 years, our sea levels are increasing. Um, if you talk to the climate change experts, they'll be able to tell you our carbon in our atmosphere increasing, our um, blanket effect increasing, um, weather, weather systems are changing. And uh, when you open your tap in Port Elizabeth, you see less and less water is coming out of it. Um, I think that may be a part of climate change and weather systems and bigger demands on our um, freshwater storage resources. But yeah, climate change playing a part. And so it may be, and I can't quantify, qualify this, that our um, weather patterns are increasing in intensity. And one thing I can tell you, a friend of mine, Rob Moss, is a um, plant scientist. I don't know if he's qualified in botany, but he's owned uh, a plant nursery for a long time, and he is an orchid enthusiast. I can't remember the name of the particular orchid, but there is an orchid in our southern hemisphere that has lost its season. And by that I mean orchids have certain orchids that flower in January, certain flower in February, March, April, May, June, July, etc. So if you have, and I'm picking a name out of the air, silly name, Gorgonzola orchid demonstration season, it happens in September because that's when it flowers and then that's when that orchid is on display. Well, one particular orchid in the Southern Hemisphere has lost its season, not only in South Africa, but in Australia as well. So if the orchids are losing season and they don't know when to flower, uh, I think that's telling us something about our weather.
if we might leave the flowery prose behind for a little while, Nick. In closing, spring day dipped down at Nahoon with a number of people this morning. Tell us about that. And I do know that was a very, very cool charitable angle to what you were doing as well. How lacquer was that? Yeah, well, the sea is 19 degrees this morning. The wind is blowing uh, medium northeast. And Pet Pals, uh, Marie Claire, raising uh, a bit of food and a bit of money for looking after Pet Pals um, and animals that need care. So it was nice to put a couple of coins in the box there and bring a bit of dog food and cat food and stuff like that. Go out for a swim with a whole bundle of enthusiastic people on Nahoon Beach. Uh, it was a jolly good show, well supported, a lot of humour, some warm coffee, some thermogenesis, cold water thermogenesis, <laughs> and back to the office for work. Fantastic effort. Nick Pike, well played. Thank you for joining us on the Daily Dispatch in discussion today, man. Bless you, Darren, man, and uh, Eastern Cape listenership and all over the world, wide listening on the web. Bless you. Thanks for the morning chat. Catch you in the near future. Ciao. Later. Bye. That was the Daily Dispatch in discussion with Darren Mann.